Welcome back to Power Retail Power Talks. Join me in bite-sized discussions with industry leaders and professionals as they share their exclusive insights into the dynamic world of e-commerce. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, UPay. I'm your host, Rosalie, and for this episode, I sat down with Sarah Volau, e-commerce product manager at Kukai. We spoke about the unique challenges and opportunities that come from a vertically integrated business, managing omni-channel balance and brand identity, and the value of bringing lived experiences to your role. Thank you so much for coming on, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me here today. So Kukai is family-owned. It's a vertical business. So I was wondering, how do you handle peak season? You must have some really unique challenges, you know, owning everything. Can you tell me about those challenges? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting one. And I think one that many in the business will agree with certainly keeps us on our toes, that's for sure. Um Yes, like you mentioned, being a, a family run and vertically integrated business, um, uh, you know, makes, yeah, keeps things very exciting, particularly from a delivery point of view. We, um, we deliver new product, um, every week, uh, to our retail stores and to our e-commerce, uh, fulfillment, uh, warehouse here in Melbourne, um, and delivering from our factories in Fiji and Sri Lanka every week. So, um, we have two shipments a week from both countries coming across to our stores in Australia and New Zealand. Um, and that, you know, um, brings newness to the, to the range every week. Um, replenishment of, of styles that need, uh, replenishing every week and really that constant drive of product throughout the store. So, um, obviously impacting, um, you know, many operations in the business from the retail front of visual merchandising, getting the stock out on the floor. And likewise, um, from a fulfillment perspective, unpacking that stock and getting that stock up online, um, as soon as we can. So I guess in conjunction with ensuring that our plans of the range of the collection, um, you know, is adhered to and, and can be stuck, um, adhered to, you know, on its schedule as, as best as we can. Um, there's also the, you know, the exciting challenge of keeping up with customer demand, demand and where uh, particular products are selling really well, um, some of our key best sellers and being agile in that sense of being able to relook at it, relook at that style, how quickly we can reorder fabric, get it across to our manufacturing facilities and being able to recut that again and, and produce it and get it back into stores and strike while the iron's hot. Um, I think that's one of the biggest advantage Kukai has um, from being a vertically integrated business and having that control from a planning, a buying and a manufacturing um, point of view as well, which has been really exciting. Um, if you follow us on TikTok, there's been um, quite a bit of attention given recently to a couple of our key bestsellers, vests trending in um, all across the board at the moment. And we've got a particular um, halter top as well that's um, just absolutely gone bonkers. Um, it's just, it's really definitely blown our minds. Um, but having that flexibility in the business where we can really adapt to customer demand um, and our buying and production teams work so hard to to ensure that we've got ample stock levels across the business um, and we're really able to serve that customer demand as quickly as we can um, and having that flexibility to change orders around and 
be very, um, yeah, work very closely with our factories to ensure that we're um, getting the products back into store and getting it to the customers um, at the right time. So there's that from a from a vertical integration um, you know, vertically integrated um, perspective. But on top of that, now we've just recently bought fulfillment in-house too. So prior to that, we were um, with a third-party logistics company um, who managed all our pick and pack for online. And now we've got that in-house as well. So um, I guess, you know, from our retail stores to our manufacturing, our most recent challenge now coming up with Black Friday around the corner is also um, ensuring our fulfillment operations that are now in-house, um, are, you know, as efficient as we can be. We're getting orders out the door as quickly as we can and really um, gearing up for the peak season ahead. Awesome. And how do you manage that omni-channel balance from the e-commerce side? You've got those stores. They have such a strong brand identity. And then, so I guess there's a double double question here. So how do you translate that uh, brand identity to online and how do you keep that omni-channel balance? Yeah, I think our one of the biggest key, um, I guess, assets for us is our visual merchandising. Um, as you, you know, walk through our stores or walk past our stores and looking at our windows and looking at our visual merchandising every week in store um, and, as I mentioned earlier, with our new deliveries every week, there's a, there's a sense of newness and um, a new product being displayed every week. So, um, it's not necessarily just a couple of new dresses. There's some new pants, tops. There's quite a range that's being dropped weekly. So, um, in line with, uh, the newness also means, um, a new, uh, you know, new, new take on the merch for the week. So our VM visual merchandising team, um, that manage our VM in stores work, you know, very hard each week to display that. Um, product through the mannequins, through the way our visual merchandising is displayed in stores. Um, and as well online from an e-commerce perspective, you know, having that newness, ensuring that that's translated through in that, um, digital experience from the, from our collections pages and throughout the different collections online and ensuring that, yes, we're showcasing that newness, but what are those other key metrics online and company, um, metrics as well, where we're sort of inclusive of all of those, um, uh, you know, variables um, to ensure that we're really, I guess, um, delivering that strong brand identity online. So it's, um, I think that's, like I said earlier, and a very exciting part and something you sort of don't get bored of because you're dealing with um, newness, but you're also dealing with your best sellers and, you know, really ensuring that um, we're communicating that as best as we can. But yeah, I think as a business, that visual merchandising piece is crucial to both the retail um, online omni-channel and that customer experience in general and really also translates through our, you know, our, our digital marketing and our EDMs and um, and socials, of course, I guess, as well is, um, is so, so crucial to that brand identity piece too. Um, and I think as well for us, another exciting part of that has also been um, our... Is, is us finally launching Click and Collect earlier this year. So um, that's also been a very exciting initiative that we've been able to uh, go live with um, and really evolve that omnichannel experience, you know, um, from a VM and a, and a social media perspective, you know, customers are starting that, for the most part, are starting that experience with us, whether that's through our um, social channels or through our website and then, you know, going into store or, or making that purchase online and from a Click and Collect 
perspective, you know, that's where that experience starts online and and um and finishes in store. And I think um I attended a retail summit a couple of weeks ago and you know there was a I guess a new buzz term being used, uh Robus, I think it was called, research online and buy in store seems to be one of those um new acronyms floating about um in the industry. And yeah, I, I thought, you know, that really struck with me from a um I guess a fashion retailer point of view um and the demographic that that we serve is you know really where that digital experience is so crucial um whether that's socials or or you know your direct channels where the customer begins their um interaction with you um and that experience is just so crucial to whether they um are transacting in store or online get ready to discover more about sarah's kukai journey Did you know that Upay is available in most countries and has more than 500 brands on its platform? With over 100,000 users and $60 million in wishlist items created across the globe, Upay is the wishlist platform of choice for shoppers this season. If you're looking to get your brand exposed to a global audience, then maybe it's time that you talk to Upay. So... On to you a bit. I've had a stalk of your LinkedIn, Sarah. You've had a really interesting trajectory. You've worked your way up in Kukai. You've worked in different areas of the business. And I think that really brings a unique value to your role. Tell me about your journey and and have you ex- experienced, you know, uh, sort of the value you've experienced at having explored different areas of the business? And would you recommend people branch out and do similar things? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, my journey at Cook Ice certainly is a, um, isn't a conventional one. That's for sure. Um, began as a HR intern while I was at uni doing, uh, my commerce degree in HR. Um, and really it was just sort of, you know, um, like any uni student, you were you're so super grateful for any opportunity you had where you could get work experience. And so that turned into, um, being able to have the opportunity to work in our retail stores here in Melbourne. I, was fortunate enough to um, have spent some time at our High Point and Melbourne Central stores. And I think for me, um, on top of the HR experience, really being um, on the shop floor and, you know, um, being in amongst it, um, in, in amongst the product, your product knowledge, uh, interacting with customers, um, serving customers, really um, for me and my for where I am today in ecom has really I guess solidified that customer understanding and how our customers interact with our products, um, what it means to be trying things on in the change room, and really that I guess um, in person customer experience, which I think when you're in the world of digital these days and you don't have a retail background or you perhaps haven't had that opportunity or chance to interact with customers on that at that shop floor level, um, I think it can be quite challenging. Whereas, um, you know, when you're, I guess, implementing initiatives like click and collect or ship from store or or apps or, I guess, in the way that um, digital is now continuing to revolutionise that retail experience, having that, um, I guess, inverted commas, old school, I had to say it, um, you know, one-on-one interaction with the customers is so crucial to the initiatives that you're trying to drive online and really enhance and evolve that, um, that customer experience. So I think for me, yeah, that's certainly um, laid a solid foundation now. And, you know, it, I guess it, um, it really touches on many facets of e-com from a, um, a UX, UX experience online, you know, what's the product information being 
um, communicated to customers, you know, the, the journey that the customer goes through from browse to checkout, um, you know, post-purchase, um, you know, retargeting, um, fulfillment, customer experience, our um, customer service team here um, at Cookeye. Like there's so many different um, touch points of the business and I think there's no better place to learn um, all about the customer than spending time on the shop floor. Absolutely. Well, that well-rounded insight you have definitely comes across and this is quite a big question. Um, This year is feeling different for everyone, especially retailers. Have there been any new challenges coming up that you've had to face recently? Yeah, I think I think as we're dawning and approaching um, the peak season, particularly with Black Friday, I think um, as a retailer coming out of the last few years of COVID, I think um, you know it's been really interesting to see um, the strategy that um, I guess other retailers in the industry have been taking or their approach to the Black Friday sales. You know, there's Black Month, there's Black Week. There's you know everyone. It's always a question of how early is too early, or you're not going early enough. You're going to be sort of um, completely swept away in the in the sea of Black Friday comes come the week of of um, when the promotion starts. So I think that's been certainly one of those challenges. Um, I think, you know, the pre-COVID era uh, here in Australia anyway, uh, the Boxing Day sales were always our sort of biggest um, focus um, as a retailer and I think in the industry in general, whereas I feel like in recent years, you know, the Black Friday, Cyber Monday um, sort of period of time has just really sort of, taken off and um, almost, dare I say, as big as Christmas now, which I think uh, really presents a challenge for retailers. And um, when it comes to that discounting strategy, you know, what is it? Um, how aggressive are you going? Um, what are your margins like? And, you know, really toying with that. And I think um, part of what that discounting strategy looks like now post-COVID and, um, you know, obviously we all had to take a bit of a, an unconventional, different approach throughout the last um, three years of COVID. So I think really coming out of that now, and it's like, what's that new strategy? What does that look like? I think really um, is really keeping everyone on their toes, um, particularly when we're sort of going through that time of, um, you know, the the cost of um, cost of um, you know living is just sort of going up, and interest rates continue to. To climb, and I think it's a challenge um, for us as retailers as well, and what that consumer spend looks like, and what that consumer behaviour is also like. I think it's you know a real um, mix and toy of you know a couple of those huge huge pieces, um, and I think that's I feel like would probably be a challenge certainly going into the new year, but perhaps even for the next six to twelve months. I think we're really um, going to be up and juggling all those elements. Challenging but exciting time, seeing how it all will turn out. Right around the corner, it's time for our power questions. Did you know that Upay is available in most countries and has more than 500 brands on its platform? With over 100,000 users and $60 million in wishlist items created across the globe, Upay is the wishlist platform of choice for shoppers this season. If you're looking to get your brand exposed to a global audience, then maybe it's time that you talk to Upay. So before I let you go, I do have a couple of lighthearted questions. We like to end on these power questions, we call them, just to get to know you a bit better. So to kick those off, 
You've touched on this a little bit, but what do you think makes Kukai unique as a retailer? Um, that's a good one. Well, a couple of things. If I had to pick one, I think um, the presence of Kukai being here for over 30 years now, I believe it's 31 years in Australia, um, and really, uh, for those who've known the brand for all that time, Kukai has always been known for the, ba- uh, you know, it was well known for their basics and and being able to come to Kukai and, and buy, um, a, whether it's a tank top or a T-shirt um, in fabrics, um, you know, signature fabrics that have been around for a while and that, that continue to serve as that core part of the range um, for Kukai. And I think it stays true to um to you know what it was early on in the days where you, you came to Kukai and you bought um yeah that t-shirt that was available in 10 colors and that continues to stand today and, and I guess it essentially serves as um yeah that real key difference for the brand knowing that the quality is there and um the diversity in cuts and styles and silhouettes um has has never has never really changed and it's been exciting to see um the Kukai core range evolve over the years into more fashion pieces now you've got suiting and prints and dresses and um has been re- yeah really really um an exciting part of um the evolution of the brand over the years um and being able to top that up with the the basics that Kukai has been well known for um but i must say i think the other the other thing for me as well is um as I mentioned earlier, Kukai, one of our manufacturing facilities is in Fiji um, and our co-founder, Rob, he um, is Fijian and so he has a very close um, close tie to Fiji and um, started a foundation called the Catalyst Foundation um, where um, there's a lot of development work and support work goes into building schools um, and supporting hospitals in some of the rural parts of Fiji. So coming into store, you'll find um, some of our products in our range where all proceeds go to the Catalyst Foundation. Uh, we've just wrapped up Christmas wrapping here last week in the office, um, putting together gifts for some of their children in these communities um, and being able to purchase the likes of Fiji water um, in our stores where all the proceeds go back to Fiji. So for us um, at Kukai, it's always nice um, and really, I guess, just not as cliche as it might sound, not really just coming to work for the sake of work. Um, It's about giving back and sort of, you know, doing a little bit more than the four walls that you're in every day. That's awesome. And this season, we've had a bit of a focus on mental health and well-being in the workplace. So I was wondering, how do you unwind and switch off? Oh, gosh, it's a, it's a tricky one when you work in e-com and e-com is the one part of the business that doesn't sleep. We don't have doors that, that close. Um, I think for me, it's, um, you know, just being around um, family, friends, um, and I and just going out um for a good dinner and and a few drinks with um sort of you know a group of girlfriends and just hanging out and really just you know um getting in you know, catching up with everyone for me it's that quality time with others and um yeah I find you know Friday night or over the weekends it's just being away stepping away and spending quality time um with loved ones for me is always a reset button and I think um yeah so crucial to reconnect and um reconnect and sort of come out of your bubble for for a little bit and and be around others and just be around good company um if it's not that put me on a plane somewhere and I'll be very happy you sent me off to a tropical destination 
That should definitely do the trick. <laughs> and finally, what are you looking forward to working on in 2024? This could be business, personal, anything that's getting you excited for the next year. Um, I think for me, uh, certainly some exciting um, key projects coming up um, here at Cook Eye in right off the back of the peak season. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, and just growing really and, and evolving and going from um, from where we are to what that next thing is. is um, yeah, some very exciting things on the horizon for us. And I think now that we're sort of coming into this peak season, we um, are just now really focusing on, you know, what's ahead and, and um, ensuring that, you know, all the wheels are turning and all the lights are on for um, the next couple of months. But I'm really excited for the new year and, um being able to launch some new initiatives and expand a couple of our um, sort of, um, yeah, key bits and pieces in in the e-commerce world that we're working on. So um, I'm excited for growth um, and continuing to evolve. And like I mentioned earlier, um, you know, there's always sort of something going on or something exciting to work work on. And I think that's, yeah, part and parcel of of my day-to-day and certainly somewhere where I'm certainly not bored. I've always got something to do or, um, you know, having working on things where you can see the potential of how that can grow and evolve is always super exciting. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Those are all my questions for you today. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much. Much appreciated. As always, thanks for listening. If you have any feedback, questions, or want to feature on Power Talks, you can contact us by emailing podcast at powerretail.com.au.